Cats, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Loving Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, we are talking about 10 reasons you don't believe in online dating, uh, and uh, 10 reasons that you're incorrect about those 10 reasons you don't believe in online dating. And um, uh, this is a follow-up to the last podcast I did, just 10 reasons you don't believe in love. Um, these are what I call limiting beliefs, things that you actually believe to be true the same way you believe you have 10 fingers, you believe these things to be true. And the problem is your 10 fingers thing is objective. There's only one answer to how many fingers you have, unless of course you have 11 fingers, in which case it must be hard to buy gloves. But for most of us, we have 10 fingers. That's an irrefutable fact. The things that we're going to be talking about are beliefs. Beliefs are not facts. The problem is we process beliefs and facts the same in our brain. That's fascinating. Um, one of my, uh, I guess, heroes is a guy named Sam Harris. He's an author and neurobiologist. And, uh, I remember reading a study in which he put people in an fMRI machine, and, and uh, it turns out you'd ask people questions. And the same parts of your brain light up whether you're talking about a belief or a fact, right? I believe in God functions the same as the Spanish Armada was defeated in 1588. Right. One's a fact, one's a belief, right. but ask someone who believes in God, they believe in it as fervently as they're reading a fact in a book. So that's neither good nor bad nor here nor there, but it shows just how powerful beliefs are in informing us, informing our worldview and, and painting the picture that we see in front of us in life. So as a dating coach, my bent is to be optimistic, right? not blindly optimistic, not foolish, not to whitewash all the pain and frustration that comes with dating, but to point out that there is a, there's a path for you, right? There's a, a distinct path for you to find the dating, the, your, to create your own happy relationship, and there's a light at the end of that tunnel. So I'm not an apologist for online dating. I don't get paid by online dating companies. Uh, I'm not blind about it. You could go do a quick search and see me doing a TED Talk uh, where I talk about uh, all the complaints that people have about online dating. So if anybody has a very realistic view of how online dating works, it's me. I've been in this industry for 14 years. I started working at JDate and uh, actually in late 2001. So uh, I'm very familiar with uh, all the ins and outs of online dating and all the pros and cons. I just see fit to remind you that there are pros, not just cons. And that's where this podcast came from. So I'm going to talk about some limiting beliefs around online dating. First one is that online dating is not safe. Right. I hear this a lot. Uh, it's always dangerous to talk about, not dangerous, uh, precarious for a man to talk about women's safety because it sounds like I'm poo-pooing your concerns or minimizing them, and I, and I, I don't want to see it that way. Um, I think it's probably the same as uh, President Obama talking about minimizing um, the, the, the fear of, of uh, terrorism by pointing out that more people die by slipping in bathtubs than they do of terror attacks. It's not that terrorism isn't a really scary thing, it's just it only claims a very small percentage of people. And, and that's the way I feel about, about online dating. Um, online dating is a box filled with people. These are the same people that exist in real life. They're no better, they're no worse, they're just people. And so you'll have access and more people will have access to you than will have access to you in your office. and in the subway and in line at the bank, right? Meeting people in real life, you know, is, is sometimes tricky. So online dating levels the playing field or uh, makes the world smaller 
and so you have more access to people. But the people are no different than real-life people. And meeting someone for 15 minutes and exchanging phone numbers doesn't make you any more safe than if that same person wrote to you for a week and talked on the phone with you before meeting you in person. Right? It's, the, it's the illusion of safety. So people talk about, you know, sort of some worst-case scenario. Did you, you know, there was that one story where this guy went on Match.com and killed someone. I'm, I'm making that, that up. I don't even know if that's true. Craigslist. I think there was a Craigslist one. Right? These are tiny, tiny stories in a sea of, you know, 50 million, 100 million people. The number of people who've, who've, you know, experienced this kind of thing is so minimal that it's, to me, it's the equivalent of getting nervous every time you drive your car that you'll crash or waking up every morning and thinking you'll get cancer. Being afraid of online dating uh, is is a, a, an exercise in, 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 in negative thinking and paralysis. Online dating is perfectly safe. Uh, you'll get more creepy people sending you weird emails and, uh, you know, occasional requests for sex. But in terms of actually getting hurt by someone that you're dating online, it's not that it never happens, but there's nothing that indicates that it happens at any higher rate than regular people who met in real life and got married and ended up beating their wives. It's, again, I'm, I always feel foolish talking about this kind of stuff. Um, I just don't want you to be afraid of online dating because so many people are, and it's largely an irrational fear. It's just another way of meeting people, uh, but it's a greater way of meeting people than real life, unfortunately. Um, the next trope is that there's no good men online. Right? I think it should be easy to dispel, but sometimes when you when you go online and you see all these emails, hey, what's up? You're hot. Let's meet. Right? Send me a sexy pic. You kind of get burnt out and you think, oh my God, is this representative of all mankind? Well, it's representative of a portion of mankind. Right? Again, these are the same people that exist in real life. They just have online dating accounts and the ability to access you. but Let's not go too far into there's no good men online. I even teach my clients the, the, the principle that, hey, let's just say 90% of these guys suck. Right? Whether it's true or not is, is debatable. I don't think it's 90%. But let's just say that 90% of the men online are completely not dateable. Great. So there's 10% of men who are good online. It's not no good men. You're only restricting yourself to 10%. Now, that sounds like a really low number. Well, what's the point if it's only 10%? Well, look at your life. Would you take every job on the planet? No, there's only a small percentage of jobs that you'd want to take. Would you move into every neighborhood on the plan planet? No, there's only a few neighborhoods that you'd want to live in. Right? So we make a big thing about dating as if, as if every, you know, it's also, it, it, there should be more good guys here. Well, no, right? If I, I live in Los Angeles, I can't think of too many other cities I'd want to live in. I love my career as a dating and relationship coach. I can't think of too many other careers I'd want to do. I guess technically I could be happy with more, but certainly I wouldn't be happy with 90% of the careers <laughs> or cities out there, comparatively speaking. So you're not playing for the 90%. You're playing for the 10%. And the 10% is enough for you. That 90% of those creeps, are, let, let them deal with other people. You're just going to delete, reject, block. Don't worry about the idea that there's, that it's, there's a lot of uh, you know, separating the wheat from the chaff, right? The needle in the haystack, etc. Um, my dating philosophy is called short-term pessimism and long-term optimism. I wouldn't expect anything from any one guy, but I would expect that if you keep persevering, you're going to find a guy that you like. So, um, there are good men online. Uh, the way I know this is that I dated online. All my friends have dated online. All my clients have dated online. My sister met her husband online. My wife's best friend met her 
her husband online. My best friend from high school met her husband online. So these are people that I like, respect, and close to. Right? So right, you understand that when you say there's no good ones, it's, it's, it's not true it's by any stretch of the imagination. If you're there, there's a guy like you who's doing it too. Online dating doesn't work. I hear that a lot. That's also very limiting. Online dating hasn't worked for you yet, but does online dating work? Absolutely. Um, online dating accounts for, depending on your statistics, between 17 and 33% of all marriages. Right? Now, that in and of itself, you say, well, that means two thirds, uh, three quarters of, of people don't meet online. Well, well, that makes sense too. More, you know, more people meet through work and through church. Actually, it's not even true. More people work through through friends, right? Just through so those real life things. Bars only account for eight percent of marriages, right? So, really talking about at a given time, maybe only five percent of people are dating online, and they're accounting for twenty percent of marriages. So it increases your possibility of meeting someone by definition. If you could go on a date a week, right? Go on a date a week. In 52 weeks, you'll meet 52 men. Chances are you're going to find one who likes you, who you like in return, if you can persevere. So online dating absolutely works. When I when I got married, I gave you know my marriage story to the, the New York Times, and they did a little a, a little piece. And I remember that the person who interviewed me for the wedding section of the New York Times is like, "Wow, it, it seems like I, he's like I swear to God, like 50% of the people who come who who give us their wedding notices are coming from." from online dating these days. So this isn't a, a small medium anymore. This is a big mainstream medium, right, where there's a lot of trial, rejection, failure, weirdness, frustration. No one's denying that. But to me, it's no different than job hunting, right? Like you need a job, you go out and get a job. You get rejected, you're unemployed for a few months, but eventually pretty much everybody lands a job, right? Eventually. Um, but there's a lot of frustration along the way. So. People who sign up for online dating and think, oh, I'm going to find my husband in 30 days. I'm going to sign up for this one month subscription. And if I don't find him in 30 days, how many times in your life have you been in love? Three? I mean, you're going to find it in the next 30 days? Come on. So online dating works, but like anything, you have to work it. You have to get good at it. You have to, you have to put, in, put in your time to succeed in online dating. It doesn't work just because you have a pulse and you throw up a picture. Next, <clears throat> online dating is unnatural. Well, it's not as natural as talking to someone in real life, although some people struggle to talk to strangers in real life. People struggle to flirt. Online dating is, a, I love the medium of online dating. As a writer, it's very natural to me, but I do know a lot of people sort of lose their personality there. And that's why my program, I mean, Love You, has a, has a you know, a 90-minute module about online dating, my Love You program. And um the whole idea is to make online dating feel like real life, to walk people from the process of writing a great profile, exchanging emails, making a personal connection. Here's how you write these emails, how you make that connection, how you move to email, to the phone, to the real life date, so that you're not meeting a total stranger for coffee for 45 minutes after swiping right and texting once. Right? We're really trying to simulate real life with online dating because the medium itself doesn't always do the great, greatest job. It's not the medium's fault. It's the way people use it. Right? If a guy says, hey, you're cute, let's meet. I'm not good at this email thing. Let's meet in person. And you say, uh, okay, you're cute, let's meet. Well, yeah, that's unnatural. You're meeting a total stranger. It's a, it's a blind date. And I don't encourage blind dating right, at all. I encourage online dating because online dating is the greatest means to meet new people that the world has ever known. 
And that's not hyperbole. This is literally the single easiest way to create a love life from scratch. Is it as natural as real life? Yeah, no, but the problem is, you know, real, real life has its limitations as we'll get to in the second part of this podcast. And then there's this thing about the scammers and the pervs, right? The worst of the worst. There are Nigerian scammers who prey on uh, lonely middle-aged women and ask for money. They're pretty easy to weed out. Um, you know, they, they often speak in broken English. They give you their, their Yahoo email address right away. And of course they ask you for money and you should never give money to a total stranger on the internet. So scammers to me are pretty easy to weed out, but they are annoying. Uh, pervs, same thing. Um, there's no controlling these guys, but I wouldn't spend too much time losing sleep about them. Um, they weed themselves out pretty quickly. And while it is an annoyance, like living in New York City and people um, publicly urinating on your doorstep, it doesn't mean you leave, leave New York City. It's just, it's, it's the cost of doing business. It's part of online dating and it's the riffraff that you have to weed out to get to the, the 10%. So there's no, there's no forgiving the scammers and the pervs and the weirdos but rather to say it's, it's easier to ignore them uh, than it is to give up on online dating and the possibility of finding love through this medium overall. We've got five more limiting beliefs coming up after this break, including some stuff that I'm positive that you believe um, that you may have not, never even thought before. I can't wait to address it with you. Come back after the break. This is Evan Mark Katz for the Love You Podcast. I appreciate you, and I'll see you in a couple. Hey, this is Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything there is to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. This is the second half of the podcast where we talk about 10 reasons that you don't believe in online dating, but you probably should. I really do. I, my, my cameraman, David, just came up with the idea of calling this the Shit Happens Podcast, which, again, I just think that's so catchy. Shit Happens with Evan Mark Katz. I, I should have thought of that from the beginning, so thank you, David. Um, uh, I just want to continue where, where we were going because I know there's a lot of you who are skeptical about online dating, who've spent a lot of time, energy, resources, money, um, and emotion in the process of online dating and, and, and have come up short, and you're left with one conclusion. Well, that means I should quit online dating. It doesn't. Right? It just means that you need to reframe your expectations and approach it with a new way of doing things. So this podcast, we're talking about uh, reframing things in a more uh, positive light rather than a negative light, seeing the glass half full instead of glass half empty, even when it's both. Right? So in saying these things, I'm not denying the truth of your feelings that, you know, in the, from the first half, you know, there are, there are few good men online or online dating doesn't always work or it's unnatural sometimes to me or there are scammers. Like, we're not denying any of those truths. I'm just letting you know that it's not the whole truth. Right? And there's another side to the story. People lie. That's a really common one. People lie. Well, that is true. I remember reading something that says 80% of people lie. When I say 80% of people, I'm not just saying 80% of men. Right? Most of my audience is women. It's 80% of people. Men will lie about their height and they will lie about their age. Sometimes they'll lie about their income. Women will lie about their height and their weight and their age um, in equal numbers. Why? Not because you're a liar, 
but because you're insecure that telling the truth won't work and will limit the number of people who see you. I was just uh, working with a client uh, at my boot camp uh, the other day, and she was complaining about a guy who she liked and she dated. Uh, and he said he was 55, but he was really 60. Right? And she was upset. Right? And she broke up with him because of it. I mean, things were going really well, but she's, her, her belief was, well, you know, he was a liar. So therefore, you know, what else is he lying about? Right? And no exaggeration, in the same breath, in the same paragraph, she says, so I live in this, you know, dinky, no-name suburb outside of Los Angeles. So I list myself uh, in Los Angeles, right? My, my address is not really there, but I list myself in Los Angeles so people think I live in L.A. She's justifying her lie, but is really angry at his lie. And I see that happen all the time. When someone else does it, it's a character flaw. When I do it, it's just practical. So I could spend 20 minutes talking about lying on the internet. The point is, just because someone misrepresents themselves doesn't necessarily mean they're of low character. It means they're insecure that turning 51 means that they fell out of your search. When you go to, I remember reading a study years ago that talked about uh, online age distribution. And they said it should be sort of a normal age distribution. There's as many 37 years old, 37 year olds, or 38 year olds, and 39 year olds, and 40 year olds. And it makes sense. It's a pretty even age distribution. Um, but when they did it, they found that the people who dated online had an unusual age distribution. Right? There were spikes at 29, 34, <laughs> 39, 44. Right? People who date online evidently are predominantly in the nines and the fours. Right? And that only goes to show that people are insecure, right? that if they tell the truth, they're going to disappear from your search and they're not going to be given a chance. So I don't advocate lying, but I try to understand it and not judge it. Right? And remember, these are the same people that you would meet in real life. Right? In real life, you wouldn't have a conversation with someone at a bar and say, so how old are you? And it's not the first thing that comes out of your mouth. If you have a conversation with a charming guy and he asks for your number, you give him your number. You don't know how old he is. You don't know his politics. You don't know these things right, that we judge people on online. So people lie, yeah, but it doesn't invalidate the fact that this medium allows you to meet more people than anything else. Um, men are boring. I get a lot of that. Men are boring. I will remind you, these are the same men that you would meet in real life. Right? There's something about the medium, however, that brings out the boring. Right? But I think it's a crime of ignorance. It's not that people are really boring. It's that they don't know what to do. For example, if you're a woman, you write a really generic profile. I'm not saying you have, but I'm saying most of my clients historically. I'm nice and smart and kind and warm and funny. I like hiking, biking, movies, music, and travel. I'm looking for my best friend and lover and partner in crime for a lifetime of love and laughter. That's a typical woman's online dating profile. Well, what is the guy supposed to say to that? I also like hiking. What's your favorite hike? I love to laugh. What's the funniest movie you've seen in the past year? I mean, if you write a generic profile, be prepared to get generic emails. Also keep in mind that when men date online, um, they get rejected more than you could possibly fathom. Right? So spending 15 minutes writing something long, interesting, and clever hasn't necessarily proven to be rewarding for him. So he says, what's the point of spending a lot of time? I'm just going to write to as many people as possible. I'm going to send out a bunch of winks. I'm going to send out a bunch of form letters. And if someone likes me, she'll write back. I'm not saying it's a, it's a good philosophy. It doesn't work particularly well. But it's rational when a guy spends you know, an hour writing an email to some beautiful woman and gets ignored. He's disincentivized to write another long personal email. 
So it becomes a sort of race to the bottom where people have generic profiles right, that att attract generic attention. There's a high rejection rate, so people don't put in any more time. And then sure, online dating conversations uh, become very boring. They become like texting with strangers. Right? Um, my way of online dating is fun and it's interesting and it incentivizes men to step up and show their personality. But it means you have to be better at online dating. You have to write better profiles. You have to write better first emails. You have to understand the psychology of men. And most people don't bother to do that. So the way you dated online, right, makes men boring. But I, but I could almost assure you, you, your responses are as boring as his questions. So instead of issuing blame, the question is, how do we do this better? And instead of me sitting here lecturing men who are not my clients about how they can do better, I would recommend that you learn how to date online like a champ. Right? Elevate the game and bring out the best in your men. Someone, the same way a guy with a great personality gets a better email back from you, if you have a great profile and great emails, you'll get more out of the men who write to you. And I swear that's true. I prefer real life. Right? That's what's wrong with online dating. Real life is better. Well, what happens when you rely on real life? I'll ask you, how many dates have you gone on in the past year thanks to real life? How many guys have just come up and talked to you and asked for your phone number? If you're like most of the women I work with, you could count that on less than one hand. And so that means you have five chances of falling in love every year if you rely on real life. Right. So sure, real life connection is exciting. I mean, it's, you know, the mo movies are not built on people, you know, swiping right on Tinder. Right? That's not the love story that anybody thought that they were going to tell. But it doesn't really matter how you meet someone. It's, right? it's just about meeting people. It's about creating opportunity. It's, if you're in, in, in business, any business, you need, you need leads to close. Whether you're selling houses or you have a retail store in a mall and people have to walk into the, the store to consider buying your clothing. I mean, you need volume. And there's real life, unfortunately, for all its merits, doesn't, for most of us at a certain age, provide that level of volume. I work from home. I'm a writer. When am I meeting anybody? All right, I'm in my, four, I mean, I'm, I'm married, but if I were single, I'm in my 40s. Or my, most of my friends are, are, are taken. All right, so you work in a small office. A lot of your friends are married. You don't want to go out and just go trolling for people. Yeah, you could join meetups or you could join Mensa or you could take a Spanish class, but you're really taking a, you know, a, a big leap that um, you're going to find someone who's single compatible, blah, 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 blah. And there might only be one person in your, in your class or your meetup that you're going to have potential with. So yeah, you should go live your life. I mean, online dating is a supplement, but it's a really important supplement when real life so far hasn't yielded the results you want. I can't tell you how many people say, I quit online dating because I hated it, but I haven't, dated it. <laughs> I haven't dated since. And that's not an answer if you really want to find love. Then there's the disappointment part of it. The disappointment, right? Um, this is also something that's predictable. People get disappointed in online dating to me or like people who get surprised that there's traffic on the freeway at rush hour. They get angry every day that there's traffic on the freeway at rush hour or that it gets cold in winter. <laughs> And I know I'm being kind of glib about this, but, but it's true. There's no point in getting really upset at something that is 100% predictable. All right, so what's 100% predictable about online dating? You're going to have a whole bunch of a flurry of people write to you at the beginning, and it's going to taper off. The majority of the people who write to you, you're not going to be interested in. You're going to say, why did you even bother to write to me? You're going to write to some of those people. They're going to disappear. They're going to take their profiles down. They're going to find someone better. They're going to say something rude. They're going to say something perverted. All right. That's 
predictable. That guy you're really crazy about that you wrote to, you're going to try writing him an email. You're going to compliment him. He's going to have other options other than you, and you're going to feel rejected, and you're going to give up on writing to people. So this is all so very, very predictable, like snow in winter in certain places or traffic at rush hour, that why get bent out of shape at what's predictable? Right? You need to have realistic expectations. Right? In my book, Believe in Love, I talk about realistic expectations. I say, in baseball, right, the best baseball players get a hit three times out of 10. Average players get a hit 25% of the time. It's 0.05 difference between the best players and average players. In the history of baseball, pretty much no one's gotten a hit four times out of 10. So in baseball, the default setting is failure. And every baseball player knows it and accepts it and doesn't go crying or quitting baseball when he gets out seven times out of 10. He ends up going to the Hall of Fame and making millions of dollars. So we have to really redefine success. The success rate for women writing first emails to men is 30%. The, emails for, the success rate for men writing emails to women is 15%. Men get rejected twice as many times as women do. Right? But if you just understand that that's true, you don't take it personally, you understand it's, it's a little bit of a numbers game. And if you persevere through that numbers game, you could have great success by writing to the men that you want to. A lot of women don't even bother to do this. They can't. They can't take it. Right? So when you say online dating sets me up for disappointment, it disappoints, hurts, can't do it, just know that that's the nature of the beast. Everybody who participates has the same exact experience. It's not just you. You just need to have a, a realistic set sense of how this thing works so you can navigate it more effectively. And then finally, the tenth reason that you say that uh, online dating sucks is that you're not good at it. I've heard a lot of people say some version of that. I can't do it. I'm not good at the profiles and, and, and the emails. I don't know how to write to guys first. What do you say to a guy when he doesn't have anything to say in his profile? What do you do? Right? So, I mean, I'd do it if I could be better at it, but, but what's, what's the point? Like, I, I, I suck at it. And that is indicative of something we've talked about in previous podcasts. It's called, it's called a, a, a fixed mindset, a static mindset, the idea that you're not malleable, that you can't change, that you can't grow, that you can't learn. And it's just not true. Right? I could teach you to write a clever username. I could teach you which website you should be on and how to answer the questions on that website. I could teach you to write a profile that's in the 99th percentile of all women's profiles. Right? I could teach you why men do what they do, why you get the emails you get in your inbox, how to deal with men who give you their phone number in the first email, push too hard, don't say much, how to initiate contact with them. There's an answer to all this. But most people haven't bothered to take the time to get good at this. So if you're not good at it, you could quit, which leaves you right where you started, or you can learn. That's what I do. I have a, a program called Finding the One Online, www.findingtheoneonline. It's a seven-hour audio program, 180-page transcript, 35-page workbook that takes you through the entire process of online dating. It's really comparatively inexpensive compared to coaching. And I've got my program, Love You, which will take you through the entire dating and relationship process from confidence to meeting men to dating, right? And there's a whole module on helping people understand online dating. It takes about 90 minutes. There's an exercise, a sort of cheat sheet that shows you what to do. Um, so these things are all learnable. They're all conquerable if you choose to do it. If you don't choose to do it, I don't blame you. I don't judge you. But you're not really that committed to this process. You're not that committed to, to lasting change if you're not willing to do something different to get different results in love. I'm an online dating optimist, not because online dating is perfect. I know and have acknowledged all of its flaws. It's just not the whole story. So thank you for your time. Thank you for listening and considering my point of view. 
This is the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the end of this video. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And go to www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address, and I will send you free dating and relationship advice that will help you understand men and find the love you deserve. Thanks for your time. I'll see you next week. And uh, I forgot what I was talking about next week, so you're, you're just going to have to come back and, and tune in to find out for yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,